Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 Catherine, this turkey tastes half as good as it looks. I think we're all in for a very big treat. (laughs) Save the neck for me, Clark. From the trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between, Garden Mama's here to help you keep on growing. Still the empress of everything green. Here's your horticulture maven, Garden Mama Nellie Neal, on Super Talk Mississippi. Thank you, David. So wonderful to be here. Let me tell you what today is. It's sandals today and boots tomorrow. This is a big change. And if you've not lived in the South before, this is the point in the year where somebody needs to say to you, Don't put up any of your clothes. We keep summer clothes and flip-flops right next to the heavy coat, the scarves, and the sweaters. And this is the week that you will figure that out if you didn't already know it. Welcome in. This is the Garden Mama Show. And I am lucky enough to be the Garden Mama. I'm also here to tell you that because this is a wonderful month, we get to celebrate lots and lots of stuff. And in today's particular um, focus for me, because, you know, at my house we celebrate everybody and everything, this is indeed one of the days of Hanukkah. And that's all about lighting up the darkness. It's all about making sure that you know who you are and where you're going. And frankly, it's the same thing as everybody else celebrates anything. It's food and family and a whole lot of fun. That all being said, I I think that's probably the deepest explanation I need to give you. I can tell you about, you know, all the candles and all the other stuff. But it's not nearly as important as just remembering that I think we've all got something we're celebrating. And some of us, like me, celebrate lots of stuff. Today I'm celebrating the garden because guess what? It doesn't look as bad as I thought it was going to by this point in the year. The spinach is doing fine. I even may get something out of the Brussels sprouts. They've grown, they've tripled in size. That's pretty good news. And, of course, a little bit of lettuce, a whole lot of green onion, and the herbs are all still very, very happy. If it, anytime they tell me it's going to rain, 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 I figure it's not at my house. So pay attention. If you get the storm, that's great. If you don't, guess what? You're still going to need to water your shrubs because we're not yet into the place. If you don't get any rain this weekend, those camellia buds do need your help. So by all means, put all that on your list of things to do. Hope you'll decide to join in this morning. The Super Talk call line is 888 And, of course, the C Spire text line is 601-879-4395. Y'all have sent some sweet notes and at least one picture well, no, two pictures, actually, of the T-shirt mail-out from this week. So I thank Scary Gary for doing that. And 
for all of you for asking. Of course, thanking, thanks Super Talk so much for printing those shirts for us. Everybody says, how much do these cost? They're free. <laughs> you want to get in touch with me? It may not go out for another week, but Mama on Air at Yahoo.com. Um, we're, today is, of course, National Christmas Card Day. That's just a day that's intended to make me feel guilty because I've only sent two Christmas cards. Maybe you're ahead of me. I hope you are. Most people are. But it's a few other things, too, which kind of fly in the face of other stuff. If you, if, if like me, you have uh, some various, various and sundry things that you wish you knew what you had done with, today is Lost and Found Day. I found uh, a card that I thought I had lost, so I guess that's the found part. But I don't know. Um, it, it, more important to me, it's National Llama Day. And as one who has loved llamas my whole life and been called Mama Llama by my children since they could talk, it's kind of special to me. Long before Fortnite, there was Mama Llama, believe me. All right, now here we go. What's he going to say today? <laughs> Yes, those uh, y'all send the best billboards. Y'all really, really do. That's a good one. Uh, if, if you have to believe the wolf when he tells you stuff. <laughs> That's the, the gist of that one. Now, you know all your life people have told you drink water every day. Drink lots of water every day. Sometimes they'll tell you eight cups. I, I think sometimes they'll tell you Ten quarts, it's amazing to me, some of the things that you read. Well, I always thought, well, yeah, that's a good idea. It keeps everything flowing and so forth and so on. But now we have some research that lets us know exactly what happens. They have discovered that the influx of the water and ions into your immune cells is actually what allows them to migrate to the parts of your body where they're needed. So, for example, those of us who have autoimmune situations have to understand that if we're not drinking water, we're not helping ourselves. Those of you who don't have autoimmune situations need to know that your immune system needs water, too. Here's what happens. Just like in a plant, the water swells up the edges of the cell. That allows the cell to put up a, another piece of its scaffolding, which allows the cell to grow. And that, in turn, promotes the ions. And, and indeed, it goes directly to the work of the T cells in your body. So this work from the Francis Crick Institute is it, working with Imperial College London and all these other folks, University of Cambridge and whatnot. The whole cell gets propelled forward in their research, and they just want us to understand that this is how this works. We've never known this before. So I consider that some really good news for the end of 2023. If you were with us on supertalk.tv today and i hope you are the the pansies are not in my yard they're in the front yard here <laughs> they're kind of pretty today look better than mine actually but i've also put up for you mississippi state msu cares acorn information and also the uh kind of crazy i have to say we we've we've dubbed her miss christmas but we're we're, we're going to try and consider turning a tomato cage <laughs> into a christmas Svelte, lovely woman without a head. <laughs> so, by the way, you need to tune in to supertalk.tv. You'll be glad that you did. Let's see. Brenda's from Mendenhall, and she's telling me that she planted collards a few weeks ago. They're growing, but not the leeks. Well, that's interesting. I don't know why exactly, except that I will tell you that leeks are a much heavier feeder. In fact, all the onions are. So you may, the collards, there may just have been enough nitrogen to get the collards going, but you may want to, to give 
your leeks a little bit of fertilizer. When I have grown leeks, the most success that I have had with them, and I do love that particular onion, I, I, I realized that they needed more space than I was giving them. So at one point I ended up pulling out, you know, you make a little trench for leeks so that the bottom of the onion stays white. And you're growing them that way, and therefore if they're too crowded, they can't expand and take care of that growth that you're looking for, which is what we all want for all the dishes that we cook it in. So if you if you realize that they're not growing too much, give them some fertilizer, and if you feel like they're too close, you can always cut off the ones in between that are too crowded and use them like green onions. It's a perfectly lovely, perfectly lovely thing. <laughs> Well, and yeah, that's that's very true. That's very very true. I, I really like it. Uh, Lance has got the popularity of sweet potatoes is spreading around on his place. I, I have to tell you, deer will eat anything if they're hungry or thirsty. And then I'm I'm not surprised that they like sweet potatoes. Who doesn't? Come on, <laughs> fun stuff. Let's see. Um, by all means, there there's a. There's a certain amount of streaming that goes on in vehicles, and I'm I'm impelled to tell you today that as you travel about for the holiday season, hello, thank you for being there. Drive safely. Okay, okay. Now, another piece of good news that you may not have heard anything about comes to us from Northwestern University. Do you know what Nylon 6 is? It is one of the things that is... A great discovery and at the same time a huge source of worry and concern because it doesn't degrade. It, it is indeed fishing nets and car carpets and all kind of things have nylon six in them. It is a major contributor, though, because it doesn't break down to pollution, including in the ocean. But because we're clever, the chemists at Northwestern University have delivered to us a new catalyst that really quickly, completely, and most importantly, cleanly breaks down the nylon six in a matter of minutes, does not generate any any ugly byproducts that they didn't want to use, and it doesn't inquire it doesn't require toxic solvents. There's a certain theme in the the research being put out at this the end of this year. They're telling us about the costs of fixing one thing. In other words, if we go to if I want to have a, a dress made and I spend more money on the, the the buttons than I do on the fabric, I'm probably not going to be happy about that. But that's just my problem. On the other hand, if we want to clean up something like durable plastic pollution and we end up spending or expending more carbon to do that than we are saving in the process, it really doesn't help. If we're putting in more toxic solvents to take it apart than it already had in it, we're not doing anything to help. And this new process recovered 99% of the polymers building blocks, which, of course, then can turn around and be upcycled into stuff that's worth even more. This is very important. This is a change in the way that we have to look at these things. Still doesn't do anything about the fact that it exists and that we've got to deal with it, but it gives us another window into the way that we can keep this from becoming an even bigger problem than it is. Mr. West, Van Cleve, welcome in. Tell me what's going on this morning. Well, I sent you some pictures of uh, some containers that I'm getting ready to work with and some uh, plants that I'm getting ready to put in. <laughs> okay, the wife just asked me if I need anything from down the road. <laughs> uh, Good morning. What it is, the bigger containers that I'm fooling with, mm-hmm. I have a bunch of... Uh, the colored mulch that I have picked up from the state sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
those containers are like 13 inches deep, and I've also got some that I'm going to use later that's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see if I could use some of that stuff as my base in the bottom, because otherwise it's just going to eat up a ton mm-hmm. of uh, my potting mix that, I'm, that I'll make up. And it'll weigh 4,000 pounds, too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yes, of course. Well, so anything I, like got that. An, I've got old trailer frames that I put my stuff on. Ah. That way, if I need to cover it, I just move it under the building. So smart. So, so smart. <laughs> yes, indeed. I will recycle any of that kind of stuff into the bottom of a big container. And what you, yeah. the main thing you have to be aware of is that it will rot. And as it rots, the whole yeah. thing is going to sink. So probably after this year, you'd have to put a little more soil in the top. But as yep. much as, depending on what you're going to grow in there, up to a third of that space in something else that's just kind of a bulk product isn't going to be a problem. One of the exactly. things I like are the the peanuts, that the, the, the plastic things that dissolve. That, you know, they should are shaped like peanuts, and they use them for packing, but they're actually made mm-hmm. out of cornstarch. And so that's another good thing that we can work into those, um, mm-hmm. in, into that kind of setting. It's just something, it, it does sink after the first year. <laughs> so be aware well, of I mean, that. I- yeah, that's fine and good. I mean, I've got a bunch of old uh, limbs and rotted uh, trees and stuff where they clear cut a bunch of ground next to me that I can get and put in the bottom of some of my containers. That's my real smart. Deep containers. I'm going to mm-hmm. do. It's real smart. We need as and much. Got- we need as much good soil as that particular plant needs at the first mm-hmm. moment. But we would. We always like yeah. to have a little bit bigger space because the plant might get grow, get grow faster or. It's also because we want that water to be able to get on down through the soil and, and keep everything growing. Because well, you know I've never grown stuff in pots before. I only grow in the field. But my my mix that I use to start my plants in, I use a sun-grow horticultural mix. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. It, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so I'm mixing that with some uh, burnt soil that I mean, we, we're from one of the burn piles mm-hmm. where it's mm-hmm. broke down and everything. I'm mixing that with that and, uh, of course, put some rabbit manure in there with it. You may want to consider, um, look at, be sure and look at the pH of that, that product that you're using to start with. It'll probably be mm-hmm. neutral, but you're adding a lot of acid other stuff to it. So you may want to add a little bit of garden lime into your mix if, if you're growing okay. vegetables That's- or something. I've got plenty of lime in the shed. Okay. Not too much, but a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I understand. Yeah, I've got, I sent you a picture of my containers and some okay. of the plants. I'm going to start pulling with some lettuces and That's great. And well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you this. You sound like a grown man, and everybody should grow something in containers because once you do, you realize it's a lot less backbreaking than the work we've been doing out in the field. So welcome to my world. Well, I'm, six, I'm 65 now. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's you're, you're almost grown. Thank you. <laughs> See you soon. Tell your wife right. hey for me, okay? Bye now. <laughs> it's true. If you've not grown anything in your in your containers, then you really don't understand how simple it is. And I like that he's doing different elements into his soil mix. You know, I did get several questions, several um, emails last week after I said you could ask me for my soil mix. And, in fact, I went ahead and put it into this week's newsletter. So if you're a subscriber, you got that yesterday. And if you're not, you should be. So join in. Send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com. Okay? Okay. Um 
Man, y'all, are, this is something going on here. That's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that um, the T-shirts are popular. This has been fun. Thank you very, very much. Appreciate y'all. Oh, that's pretty. Thank you. Y'all are so sweet. What a, what a good good bunch of niceties and happies. Y'all are fun. I will give you one tip, though, you may not have thought about already. Yeah, it's probably going to rain before it rains or after if your soil is particularly dry. This is a time for you to be ruthless. If you don't get those beds clear of gripe weed and vines and all the other little things that have popped up in the last several months, they're just going to sit there and take off on you when it gets to be springtime. So get them out of there. You can also, of course, take out, I've, I've actually had to take out some of Lance's zinnias because they finally they finally hit the hit the concrete. <laughs> now, I didn't pull the plant out, though, because there's leaves growing at the very base of it near the ground, brand new growth. So I cut the stem off, which, by the way, got to be as big as my thumb. I don't know what you fertilize those things with, but they grew. <laughs> I just kept you know, kept working on them. They, and, they uh, did great. A little uh, basic. Uh, I, I can't remember what. Was it triple 13, maybe? I hope I, not. I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Better not be soil. in my flower bed. Just good soil. <laughs> we'll argue about that later. No, I, I hey think now. it was just good But anyway, stuff. they've been beautiful, and I think they're going to grow again. So we'll see some more of them later. They were hardy. I know that. They were tough. Beautiful plants. Uh, let's get on the road, okay? We'll be right back. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time, made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Please do not use gas appliances for purposes for which they are not intended. A gas oven should never be used for heating purposes. Never store flammable materials inside. The Mississippi Propane Gas Association takes pride in keeping your home or business protected. We ensure that our products are delivered in compliance with the highest industry safety standards to safeguard your family, your property, and the environment. Our dealers participate in the industry's best practices for propane usage and promote consumer safety education. Visit MSPropane.com. Energy Forever. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B. B-E-L dot com. 
The holidays are here. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Plus, when you use code SIZZLE at checkout, get an extra $30 off your order. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code SIZZLE at checkout. Minimum order may be required. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. Minimum purchase required. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid within promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? Fog between the glass? Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson. And right now, you can save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. Just text HOT to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Text HOT to 200-300 right now to save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text HOT to 200-300. Don't wait. Text the word HOT to 200-300. Text HOT to 200-300. Run, run, new dog. Gotta make it to goodness y'all got your tickets for uh next spring's rolling stones concert yet <laughs> the 40 easy payment plan right. can i give them one of my children would that get me into the concert i, think I, got I don't think that so yeah. i don't think I'll that'll it on work youtube after it's done i'm, I'm tickled that they're gonna play no, jazz I, fest but it is one more reason i won't go to jazz was, fest yeah, next was, year it's gonna be too crazy i was listening to him on the way over this morning and just blows my mind you know mick jagger uh, astounding i mean he's the ultimate peacock and that's the, the <laughs> first thing that comes into my mind when you see him and when he parades is there's yeah. this extraordinary confidence yeah. and 
it's it's as as if he has these feathers and he's he, showing yes, off he and does. you don't see them but he does. But, well, <laughs> you do, you do see them sometimes. That's for sure. But no, he's amazing. One of the, things, the whole group. In, is anybody that can be um, anybody that can be that successful for that long gets my tip of the hat. But I, I have to say that, that they do it better than just about anyone else I can imagine oh, doing man. it. You I know? mean, and, and just the, you just, can demolish that they've logged. And I don't mean. I was a you, child when I yeah, saw I mean, them play live. In, in life. <laughs> yeah, those guys, uh, they've seen it all, done it all. And, and survived. And have survived it and seem to be. Miracles. Yeah, miracles, miracles and doing well, which I, I'm so happy they are still playing. M- my, my best my best unexpected Dever thought you'd say was I really like their new music. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stones' new music. What are you talking about? You know, what kind of time warp are you? No, no, it was this year, mm-hmm. and it's real good. It's, I'm, I'm happy to say that uh, some things. There, there's a there's a big discussion right now about the use of AI. You won't have to worry about it with the Rolling Stones because, of course, they will not stop. But whether or not other people who have been long gone should be just in the same way that they did the holograms for a while. You know, should we have AI music and stuff where in, the, in a biopic and that kind of thing? I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of torn about all that. I do hope that one day, long time from now, somebody will be able to push a button and hear me say what I think about pruning crepe myrtles. I would love to have my own AI kind of go on and be available once I'm not around or or even if I'm just not willing to talk about it anymore. I think that would be super. But I guess they could make me say anything they wanted me to say, and it wouldn't be what I thought. So I don't know. I don't know. We We can ponder those things over all of our upcoming coming togethers and meeting with people. I know that one thing influences the other. And for that reason, today's word is symbiosis. When two things work better to the benefit of both, it is a symbiotic relationship. And in fact, one of the best things that I've heard recently, continuing my good news thing, I can't help it. There's a lot of good news, and I want to emphasize it for you so you have lots of things to talk about. Sloractinian corals, did you know I could say that? They're the hard ones, okay? They're the, they've are the they been disappearing glo- globally for more than 50 years, and unfortunately, they are not just affected by changing ocean temperatures, although there is that, but also the pollution in the reefs, the overfishing of the reefs, and, of course, unsustainable things like coastal development and whatnot that, that literally take away their environment. But some of the octocorals, which are the Caribbean ones, which are soft corals, aren't having the same fate even in the same place. And what they have discovered, University of Buffalo, and yes, if I'm at the University of Buffalo, I'm going to go for a tropical study program in the winter in the Caribbean, aren't you? So at any rate, they got to do all of this, and what they figured out was that the resistance and the resilience of the Caribbean corals is going to teach us a little bit more about how to preserve the others, particularly because there is one particular algae that we've now identified that actually lives in the soft corals that possibly could live in the hard corals that makes the whole thing get a, a little bit more moderate. The environment doesn't turn out to be quite as difficult to them. I really like this. They're, they, they're publishing in the American Association of the Advancement of Science, Science Advances, which is always kind of cutting-edge stuff in, the, in that particular journal. <laughs> How do you fit this into a title page? What makes a winner? Question mark. 
Symbiont and host dynamics determine Caribbean octocoral resilience to bleaching. Why couldn't they just leave it at what makes a winner? We're studying coral. Just call it that because they can't. But I really do think that it's a, a wonderful opportunity for us to be. We've, we've been so sad about what's happening to the coral, and we understand its importance, for example, to the, the land behind it, but also to the ecosystem within it. And luckily for us, we're now finding, because we have studied it so hard, we're finding some things that are going to make a little bit more sense than the others. That It just did seem that it was confusing why some would be okay and some would not. And now that we're able to get deeper into it and learn more about it, I think that's great. <laughs> what a great question. There seem to be a lot of gardeners taking cuttings now because there's no perlite at the garden centers. A lot of people root in perlite or they make a, a mix to root with other things in it. Are there any drawbacks to substituting vermiculite? Not really. Vermiculite drains as well. I have to say, though, I, I don't. I have to tell you that the, the price of perlite has grown so intensely over the last five years that I do know people who are making who have shifted to other things because they felt like it was throwing their costs too far off. Perlite may be one of those things. And for those of you who don't happen to know, perlite and vermiculite are two standard pieces of. If you get, for example, the sunshine mix that our caller was talking about. Or if you go and, and are, are getting a soil-less mix to root things in or to, to start plants in, you're getting basically peat moss with either perlite or vermiculite or both and maybe a couple of other things in it. But those are the things that when you, you look into the soil and you see the little white bumps, the little pellets, those are perlite. If it's more of a sort of crystal mica-looking substance, and that's that's the vermiculite, and both of them will will enhance drainage. And also because of that, the idea when you're rooting something, of course, is that we need to make sure that the seed can start and put its roots in, or the rooting itself can take root, being moist but not so wet that it collapses from having too much water. So that's what the vermiculite and perlite are capable of doing, is making that a little bit more moderate. It's a very smart recognition on your part, because guess what? Everything in that world has gotten to be pretty pretty pricey. And there may be places that, you know, maybe they bought, maybe they ordered five bags instead of ten, and those five bags went away quickly. Maybe they'll get some more, maybe they won't. I do know that um, because those are both lightweight, it's a little bit easier to ship them from place to place than it's for some things, like say a peat bale of peat moss that got wet once. But if you don't, if you don't have access to them, you can always find something else. I'm happy to say that this is also a wonderful time to be looking at those Clara Curtis mums. Oh my goodness. They didn't bloom till late, but they sure have bloomed beautifully. If you don't have the pink Claire Curtis mum, you are missing one of the South's best kind of sense of place plants. There are a few perennial mums that bloom in, for example, Cape Cod. There's some others that bloom in the central coast of California. And then there's Clara Curtis or Country Girl who blooms here. Some of the others do okay, but none of them do as well as Clara Curtis, and she doesn't do as well outside the South. It's an unusual situation because the plants are fairly closely related. So it's just an interesting one to be watching. If you have not gotten out and taken a good look at the really honest-to-goodness beautiful fall color that we are sporting here in the South right now, there's a big storm coming. You might want to go look at it and get your leaves <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yep, that's true. 
Well, you're you're right. Brett's got um, a good one. This is plovers and crocodiles. This is very true. You know, they clean the, the crocodile's mouth. But his least favorite is figs and wasps. But the figs, the wasps are pretty dependent. You know, it's the, my my least favorite. Oh, I don't know what my least favorite is. But I got to tell you that that the the figs and wasps is tough. You're right. You're exactly right. Jesse's in Raymond this morning. Hey, welcome into to the Garden Mama show, Jesse. What's going on? Nellie, don't laugh at me, but I think, I think this is a real serious problem, and, and you probably think it's just dumb. But, okay, here's what I did. And I know it's Hold on just a second, Jesse. Okay. There's no dumb yeah. questions. I do occasionally give dumb answers, but there are no <laughs> dumb questions, so don't worry about that. Now, yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, all right. I, I went to a, a garden center the other day, and they had bins of daffodil bulbs, and I couldn't help myself. No, it's a little late. For daffodils, but I went ahead and got them. So mm-hmm. here's what I did: I got a dozen salia, which are the small white ones, yes, and a dozen Carlton's, which are the big yellow ones. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to label them. <laughs> so my question is: Is there any way I can tell them apart? They all seem to be a rather uniform size. Yeah, salia is a littler one. The the salia will usually have smaller bulbs or fewer of them in the in the knot than the Carlton does because the Carlton is a bigger daffodil. But you know what? They're, they're, the thalias are still going to have a 10-inch stem, and the Carltons aren't going to be a whole lot bigger than that. So even if they get mixed up, they'll be lovely together. They're great. I mean, I love both okay. those varieties. I know, I know, but... It, I know, but I wanted to know where my white ones and where the yellow ones I understand. Are well, you're so, more orderly. So, you're a much so. more orderly person than I am. Here's what I do. I would sort them the best I can by All the right. way the bulbs look and then figure that next year you're going to dig up the ones that you didn't get right and move them. Yeah, I figured that. But I was hoping you'd say the thalias are dis- the bulbs are distinguishably paler than the Carlton's. They probably are. I know that they're generally a okay. smaller bulb. And they probably are lighter okay. color because the Carlton tends to look like, you know, King Alfred or some of those other ones that we don't actually grow here. They're big old fat things with a dark skin on them. And the thalias are okay, a little bit the, the thalias are a little bit more sophisticated looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I, that I, helps. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Sure. Have, have a, a wonderful day. day. Thank you. Daffodil bulbs are one of those things that I don't think you should ever turn down. If you can get your hands on them, get them and plant them. That's a, it's a, there's plenty of them out there. There's some good sales to be had at this time of the year, and daffodils are always going to be with us. There's a great, there are a couple of great lists of ones that are reliably perennial in the South, but for the most part, if you buy the bulbs, that, for example, come from from southern producers like Van Zyverden, or you buy the bulbs that are in local garden centers, they're going to have selected varieties that will keep going for you. So I'm, I'm all in favor of that. And, yeah, Thalia is one of the prettiest. Thalia, for a solid white flower, is a beautiful, beautiful daffodil. And the Carlton is solid yellow trumpet. So if, you're, if you like those, if you think you like King Alfred, you'll like Carlton better because it's a more reliable bulb for us here. I did not know how many people grow amaryllis. Oh, my goodness. I was looking at some statistics of how many amaryllis get brought into this country and how many get sold, and it's just millions, literally, in in a decade. So 
how come we don't all have one? How come we've all got poinsettias, but we don't have an amaryllis in our office? Hmm. I'm kind of interested in making, seeing how that can turn out. It is the better gift, actually, because you can grow that amaryllis in your house and watch the whole thing from bulb to flower right there in your living room. That's delightful. But if you want to know about taking care of poinsettias, I have got lots of good tips about that in my current newsletter. And if you want that, just let me know and I'll send it to you. But I, I will tell you this. I think the biggest mistake that people make with that poinsettia that you bring home is watering it. Now, you, we, we don't have to water them as often probably as people do because they'll go and pour a little cup of water in or pour a little cup of water in. But they're sitting there in that foil wrap for the most part or in a pretty close, you know, if they were a gift to you. Then you take the, take that off. Take the plant into the bathroom, water it, or the kitchen sink, or wherever you want to go. But the point is, water it, let the water run through, because the mix is very, very light that those that the poinsettias are in. Let the water run through it, let it drain out, and then put the wrap back on it. You won't have to water it as often, and you shouldn't. So water when the top of the soil feels dry, but water well, and then put it back where it was to, for, for, being, for being showing off. Other things that you would want to consider, for, for example... Don't put it next to the door that opens and closes all the time because both cold air and hot air in, in large amounts can, can destroy their they, – they get thrown off. Let's put it that way. The bracts will show a, a damage to them. They will not be as pretty. They might get a little edgy on them, get, get brown edges or even turn – get some white spots and stuff. Same is true if you put the plant underneath a heater vent or next to a fireplace. It's, you're going to have to water it too much for the plant. And the result of that is that you end up with a plant that's not happy. Give it a bright spot and don't pay too much attention to it except to check to see if it needs some water every few days. And you'll probably find out it does. Okay? Okay. I have a poster of this man in my hall at my house, one of my very favorite people that ever came along. By the way, did you know they're going to name the street that he was born on in honor of the Neville Brothers in New Orleans? This is Aaron Neville. If you don't know him, you should. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. You tied carols being sung by the choir. And folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows. A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight they know that Santa's on his way. Hi, this is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Hey, you're up next. Ugh. 
My throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks Cool Drops. I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Your pet isn't just a pet. They're part of your family. Most of the pet food on the market is cooked at high temperatures, which kills nutrients. A scoop of Dynavite is a three-in-one daily supplement, adding back key nutrients to your pup's health. Try Dynavite for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Learn more at D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com slash radio. That's Dynavite.com slash radio. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. Garden Mama here. Lakeland Yard and Garden Center has what you're looking for in its full-service nursery and garden center, greenhouse, and garden shop. Meet the professional staff at Lakeland, always ready to help you with trees and shrubs and patio furnishings, tables and cushions for entertaining, as well as pumpkins and pansies, plus soils, mulches, and amendments for your landscape and container plants. Lakeland has seeds and plants for your fall vegetable garden, too. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center, Lakeland Drive and Airport Road.
it's just really hard to let go of that one. I'll tell you. You know, Ian Anderson didn't intend to be as popular as he turned out to be. <laughs> For the rest of us, it's a big deal. <laughs> Amazing music. Amazing. And, yes, it's all old-timey. I'm afraid I'm uh, kind of stuck in that. There's some new stuff I like, like the new Rolling Stones, the new Beatles, all that. <laughs> You know what? The Garden Mama show is nothing without y'all. And y'all send the neatest, coolest, funniest things. I appreciate you so much. 888-808-8637 is indeed the Super Talk call line. And that is where we're going to find Robert in Ripley. Welcome in, Robert. Thanks for calling. I'm sorry. No. Oh, he's going to call again. I'm sorry. I thought I was yeah, supposed he to was call him. Call, I'm sorry. We're call, he'll I'm sorry. be calling back in just a minute. We thought, were, he was calling right before the break, and okay. I didn't want to cut I him I missed short the cue. I'm sorry. That's my fault there. No, it's me. That's okay. Now, somebody said to me this week, I was in the grocery store, and this person that I see there all the time says to me, how come we don't, you know, how come we don't give pear trees? How come we don't give pawpaw trees how come we don't give fruit trees how come everybody gets citrus trees for christmas well i thought about it and i don't really know why it seems to me that it might be because the the stock is not necessarily at the garden center but it's going to be there in january so why not go and get that gift certificate or that gift card or whatever they're doing at that particular nursery and give yourself the opportunity to pass on some of the easiest to grow fruits and the absolutely most delicious things that you'll have in your garden. For example, mayhaw trees, pawpaw trees, blueberries, blackberries, loquat, pineapple guava, muscadines. In some places, kiwis can make it. And, of course, persimmons. But most importantly, if you're going to do that partridge in a pear tree business, make it a cooking pear. It'll be a lot more successful, I promise. Cyclamen is a really good choice. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. This is what happens. This is so, I understand this so well. My non-gardener co-worker has neglected three cyclamen plants for two years, and they are continuous bloomers. On the other hand, I am a serial cyclamen killer. Any care hands? <laughs> and thank you for liking the music, too. Cyclamen is not the easiest plant to, to, to continually grow in our world. Most of the time, and the neglect thing is kind of a, a give and take, it's partly the place you put it. It can't take direct sun, but it needs some bright light. But the other thing is that they're so easily overwatered. They, they grow, cyclamen grows from little tiny bulblets. And I say that because they're so small, they, they don't really qualify as full, full tilt bulbs. They're little bulblets. And if you will give them a well-drained soil and not overwater it, Yes, they can continue to grow. You will need to fertilize. I don't, I'm sorry that your friend is having such good success by ignoring them. I find that they do need a little fertilizer a couple of times a year if they are able to get in a spot where they can make it. And I think they're worth the trouble. They're beautiful, beautiful plants. I have to say that I don't grow too many of them because I like how they look in large masses and I don't have places to put like 20 pots of, of cyclamen. But they're, they're beautiful plants. And I hope that everybody will try at least one of those. If you haven't ever grown a cyclamen, it's the plant that you see 
and it, the leaves on it are kind of heart-shaped. The, the pot will be maybe four inches across, and the plant stands about three or four inches, four, maybe four or five inches above the top of that. It has a heart-shaped leaf that looks kind of painted. And then the flowers are what the big deal is. They're, they're sort of pink or red-stemmed, and then they have several petals that g- gather up together to make the flower. They're really, really pretty, and they're just they they are they're better with benign neglect and i have to tell you though that sometimes people will tell you they haven't touched that plant for 3 years but they actually have or they went and got another one so just be aware people will people like to brag about their plants even if they don't claim to be gardeners <laughs> i hope that helps a little bit oh yeah good idea what is my recommendation for a grow light fixture I'm going to tell you that depends on the size of your table that you're going to put it on. Now, that sounds silly. It's not. If you have a shop table, if you have a, a, a eight-foot table, you know, that you're going to turn over to growing plants, growing propagating plants, growing seedlings, all that kind of stuff, get yourself a four-foot light fixture at least. But if you have a corner in your living room where you've got a table that you don't use too much and you'd like to raise a couple of tomato plants or something like that, you know, get things started for the spring, by all means, get one that's 24 inches long. There's plenty of space underneath there. And you'll find that you once you get one, of course, it's like everything else that you like. You'll end up getting another one. Or you'll go and get the bulbs that I talk about to just put into the light fixtures. All of it works, and all of it brings better light into your house as well as better light for the plants. I have uh, put up at the supertalk.tv today one a picture of the craziest red hydrangea that I don't have. This hydrangea is not supposed to have a flower on it, and it's certainly not supposed to be aging into this beautiful set of shades of maroon and pink. I don't know. I couldn't do it again if I tried, but I sure do like it. I'm going to cut it and bring it in the house before the rain. So I brought the picture for it today. Now, this is one of the other pieces of the puzzle. I wanted to let you know that you don't have to be as you don't have to be obsessed with growing plants to want to have a kitchen garden. You just have to like to cook, and you have to like to eat with fresh herbs. It's another thing that someone can do for you or you can do for someone as a gift. You can give it to yourself. There's going to be some choices to be made. And I find that really this is absolutely my experience. It may not be yours, but I find that parsley does better in either a heavy ceramic pot or in big plastic pots. I find, however, that rosemary is going to always do better in a clay pot because after a rainstorm, it's going to be able to dry out faster. And those are the kind of things that you don't know unless you've done it once or twice. I grow thyme in a box, and I also grow thyme in a big bowl because I use a lot of it. Now can we talk? (laughs) Well, I guess not. Tell me, okay? Hey, Robert. Yes? Hey, go, hey Robert, go ahead. Hey, hey, there you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question about uh, irises. Uh, my wife's great-uncle was a horticulturalist at, I think it was North Texas State University, and he developed these really beautiful white irises with yellow throats. Mm. And we have uh, we have a uh, you know, a bunch of those in a bed, but uh, they are in partial sun. And I'm I'm wondering how 
much irises can tolerate uh, partial shade? Do they need to have full sun? They don't need full sun, but they do need morning sun, or their colors won't be good and their stems will be weak. So you need to have at least six uh, well, hours, half a day. Yeah, they're they're getting afternoon sun. Well, so, if you're able to keep them watered, they should do fine as long as they're getting four or five hours of that. They yeah, they be. may not. They don't. They've, they've not been blooming. Okay. Well, we get two or three, two or three, five, maybe. Stick with me. Stick with year. me, and, and I'll give you the primer on irises when we get back after this particular break. Okay. Okay. Keep right. listening. Thanks. Thank you, Robert. All right. Irises will be on my mind and probably yours too. Stick around. We are agriculture, the number one industry in Mississippi. We are 180,000 member families strong, a century of generations. We are Grassroots Mississippi in all 82 counties. We are Unified, the largest general farm organization in Mississippi. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. COVID-19 has cast a spotlight on the stark inequalities that drive poverty. The poorest communities in the U.S. and around the world are suffering the most. Oxfam believes we can put systems in place to protect health and livelihoods in the future if we work together with dignity and compassion. Learn how you can help offer safety to the most vulnerable and fight for a more resilient future at OxfamAmerica.org. Sponsored by Oxfam America. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Barone'sTreePros.com. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi continues to phase out the state's income tax, with skeptics raising concerns that the cuts will have negative ramifications on the state's budget. However, the numbers have shown that the extra money in residents' pockets has gone back into the local economy. We've seen sales and use tax numbers looking pretty good, and, and that was what was anticipated, that some of those offsets of cuts in individual income taxes, you know, would end up going back to the economy, you know, for the economy. And when, when our citizens have money, um, they can use it how they want to. And a lot of people use it to buy more food, buy more uh, products, and that helps keep businesses going. So it's a, it, it's got a kind of rebounding effect when you, when you make, um, smart tax cuts. 
That was Senate Appropriations Chair Briggs Hobson. As the upcoming legislative session nears, lawmakers are expected to continue the push to speed up the process of eliminating the income tax altogether. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish... Then there is Superior Catfish. There are currently eight projects under construction or in design in the Golden Triangle. Joe Max Higgins is the CEO of the Golden Triangle Development Link. Uh, we got Steel Dynamics, Aluminum Mill, everybody knows about uh, the biochar plant, Altex Tubes, Kerberg Taylor, Amazon, Quality Beverage, Pack Car, and Owl's Head. And then we've got several more that are that are in the process in the pipeline. They're drawing employees from 37 counties and two states. Steel Dynamics is already bringing in maintenance and electricians. They're still just, you know, over a year away of being finished. Uh, They told me last week that somewhere around March, April, they're estimating that that number will go to 3,000 construction workers. That's kind of the apex of where everybody, the electricians, the concrete people, the equipment setters, everybody will be there for a period of several months. So about 3,000 is what they're guessing. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. The 75th annual Bernard Blackwell All-Star High School Football Classic will be played today at 11.30 kickoff at Joseph Milner Stadium in Linda Callahan Field in Gulfport. And this is the 75th anniversary game in which high school athletes from across the state have competed. North versus South format. The series stands South 36, North 29, with five ties. And the North will be coached by Randall Montgomery of North Panola, and the South will be coached by Blake Pinnock of Gulfport. The South edged the North 14-10 to last year for their third consecutive win in the series. And the 2023 Heisman Trophy will be handed out tonight. The finalists are LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels, Oregon quarterback Bo Nix, Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr., and Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Hi, this is Fred Johnson, president of Mississippi 811. I'm proud to announce that Bob and Jenny have finally moved into their new house after living in a doghouse for a couple of years. As you may know, that was because Bob decided to pound a sign in their front yard without contacting 811 and hit a gas line. Bob has finally learned his lesson, but if he forgets, I'm sure that Jenny will remind him. Remember, safety is in your hands every dig, every time. Be sure to contact Mississippi 811 at least three working days before you dig superior it's more than a name it's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality u.s farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant your family reunion or on your dinner table 
Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Last week was junior college playoff weekend, and East Mississippi, the number four seed, took on the number one seed, Hutchinson, Kansas, and came away with a 27-23 win over the number one seed, Hutchinson, Kansas, scoring a touchdown with 52 seconds left to win the game 27-23. And the other semifinal game last week was Kilgore, Texas, number three seed versus number two seed, Iowa Western, and Iowa Western came out 47-7 in that one. And they will play each other. The Junior College National Championship will be in the middle of this coming week on Wednesday, 7 p.m. is the kickoff. It will be carried on ESPNU. East Mississippi comes in at 10 to 2, while Iowa Western comes in at 10 and 1. The East Mississippi Lions are five-time national champions and will be going for their sixth national title. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. Oh, that's great. What, dear? Grace! Grace! She passed away 30 years ago. (laughs) Sorry. Why are you crying? I told you we put it in too early. Oh, it's just a little dry. It's fine. I told you. Here's the heart. From the trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between, Garden Mama's here to help you keep on growing. Still the empress of everything green. Here's your horticulture maven, Garden Mama Nellie Neal, on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Garden Mama Show. This is a December day that we are all very pleased to be part of because it's Sandals Day. Well, that changes pretty quickly. Get out your heavy coat. Don't ever put those things up. You know, it is December after all. Do we still have Robert with us? Hey, Robert. Well, you have just given hey. me you've given me a really fun assignment cuz I've been searching through the Google machine here looking at the irises of North Texas. And oh my goodness, you have opened a portal for me. I'm going to be diving head first into this one. Because here's what I knew. Most of the there there are about 20, 25 different irises across the United States. And there're maybe four or five of them that do well in south louisiana and in texas and they are for not for the most part the ones that are going to be done in north texas because those are almost all bearded iris and i suspect that that's what you're looking at they have kind of they have a sort of a wide leaf and they have rhizomes that are real big is that a good description of yours yeah i think so okay yeah this he he named this one after his uh sister-in-law what's it named susie 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 denman okay I can find the that. name of the flower. Okay. Well, here's the deal. The bearded iris is different from the others in that they really don't like to be crowded. 
So if you're in less okay. than a full day of sun and you're in the afternoon sun, and you're probably just getting leaves and they're they're too tight together to be able to bloom. The other thing about this particular one is that that rhizome has got to see some sunlight. So they need to be up above their mulch, at least a little piece of it. We struggle with this here yeah. because everything sinks in our soils. So that's one yeah. of the things that can happen. But it's also a, it, it's just a really good point to amend that with some ground bark or some sharp sand or something that can help you keep that rhizome getting a little bit of sun to it. That's going to help with the flowers more than anything else. The other thing that happens, unfortunately, is that if we are growing the beardeds and we don't find out that we've got, you know, if we don't get them a little bit of sunlight to their base, we end up with borers in the rhizomes. So that's not a good thing. That's a mess. You don't want to deal with that. So I would say these are just crowded and probably a little bit sunken. And if you're going to rework the bed, you may as well at least move some of them into morning sun or into a slightly better circumstance. But I, I'm I'm tickled. There, turns out North Texas is a hotbed of iris breeding. I'm just waving through this things names like don't mess with Texas and the yellow rose of Texas. It's not a rose; it's an iris. Yeah. <laughs> but wonderful, wonderful work there. Thousands of varieties um, are grown right now at a, at a couple of different gardens there. I'm, I'm clearly going to have to put this on my, my hit parade of things I want to go see. <laughs> so I love it. Thank right. you for bringing it all to me. I would say this is a great time to start doing that dividing and, and start lifting up the ones that you feel like may have sunk and making sure that those rhizomes get a little bit of sunlight. And that's probably all you have okay. to do. They've been growing forever. They may as well grow some more. Thank you for yeah. calling. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks, Robert. What a cool thing. Yeah, get a plant named after you. Hmm, that's pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. I invite you to join in on this conversation, 888-808-8637. That's the Super Talk call line. And, of course, the, the text line continues to heat up, 601-879-4395. I really like that. Um, oh, here's interesting. <laughs> I saw I saw in a store of what looked to be a small monstera plant. That's a a, a, fill, it's a that looks like a splitly philodendron, but it's a little different. Growing in a glass container full of water. Of course, it was not for sale. Do you know of a variety that stays small and can be transferred to water successfully from dirt? Not right off, but I can tell you this: all of those, all that whole family of plants, the, the monstera philodendron bunch, can all grow in water. And sometimes they will be smaller plants, but there's also a whole, I mean, there's hundreds, if not thousands of different varieties. So I'm sure there is one that does stay smaller than others. I just don't have any idea what it would be. But I can tell you that all of them will grow in in a water garden. Right now I have two two different philodendrons growing in water. And they're growing right next to some mother-in-law's tongues that are that are just they're all doing beautifully. And I like growing them in water. The only thing I did to get them from the dirt to my water garden was to basically wash the roots, just as you would do if you had had a terrible problem and the plant you know seemed to be losing to root rot or something, and you were trying to rehabilitate it. You would wash those roots, and that's really the only thing that I did, and it seems to be working fine in this case. I hope that helps. That's interesting, though, isn't it? We we do sometimes see stuff and we think, how'd they do that? And later on, you realize that they didn't. It was a different variety, but it may have been the circumstances. It may have been a tiny little offset from a bigger plant 
and they just took it and put it in the water so it never actually got to be its full size. Nice plant, though. Monstera is one of those that everybody ought to at least know about because it's such a great air cleaner and a fun plant to have in your house. I have been fascinated by the whole notion of what happens when things burn. I've been interested in that my whole life. I never thought of this, though. University of California, Santa Barbara, is measuring the amount, the the effects of wildfire ash on the marine ecosystem off the coast of California. Now, this is interesting for several reasons. First of all, we already know that ash into freshwater is terrible. It it messes stuff up. It changes pH. It kills things. It's not, not good at all. It's usually toxic, in fact. And the only marine studies that had been done in ocean water was volcanic ash, which is entirely different in terms of its constituents from the wildfire ash. So they said, well, let's give this a try. We need to look at this. There was so much of it. The Thomas fire is the one that they were talking about. But they were, um, they were they, they're interested in all of it, but they began with that one. And that was quite a fire, by the way. And I, have, I know more about that one than I would like to. And the, the, that was really, really long before the N95 masks became part of the COVID world. The, the Thomas fire was way before that, and it's, it, was, it brought out the N95s. It was bad. They worked on this particular piece of research, though, because they thought, well, we need to investigate this. And they already had a research cruise planned, so they did some grant writing real quick and talked to some folks and got it the opportunity to stay a little longer and look at some different things. What they looked at was the nutrients dissolved into the samples as well as the plankton that was growing there. So what they discovered was, they, they I love that they did this both in a lab and then in reality. Okay, so they were testing the, the different levels of salinity and its impact, but they also went and tested it to see just what happens when it gets dumped there. That's kind of cool. The ash enriched the seawater, especially with nitrate, nitrite, and ammonium, which are really good sources of nitrogen. The dissolved organic nitrogen also increased. And, in fact, the, the, the plankton were able to feed more because there were better conditions for them to exist in this slurry, you know, in this odd situation. The ash also added metals to seawater, which can either be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. But copper and iron are important to the growth of creatures and critters. So therefore, if, they're, if it, there's some of it, that's a good thing. So they're, they're trying to figure out if there's any harmful effects from the leachate. There has not been any refer, revealed yet. And that's very cool. The idea that the ash doesn't hurt is a big deal, and the idea that the ash can actually help is even bigger. I like that very much. Rich has uh, mandarins. You know me, I'm a Satsuma girl from way back, so that just is like I need to dive in head first. Let's see now. Um, all right, somebody in the 601 is... Starting um, Bobby, hey Bobby from Hattiesburg, is uh, starting seed tomatoes from seed, and they're coming off spindly and leggy, and they break easily. Is there anything I can do to get a more compact, stronger transplant? Yes, there are three keys to strong, healthy transplants. Works on tomatoes and just about anything else as well. You have to have 
the 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 light has to be bright. The light has to be bright, and the duration has to be appropriate. Okay, it has to be full spectrum light, and that is what will make spindly stems if you don't have it on long enough or bright enough. Generally speaking, we think of a grow light. We start out at about 12-hour days and get the seeds to sprout, and then we we go from there. But you got to keep it at a long long duration, or you don't end up with thick stems. But you also have to have a superior quality of light. The other thing is, of course, crowding. If you're growing them in a flat, then you've got probably got some that are too close together, and that makes the one next to it unable to grow, and it will, they will both be spindly. So that's that's the main thing. And the fragility, I have a feeling, comes from either the soil mix itself or the fact that you haven't fertilized them with something that will build them strongly enough. So there's really just three things. The first is the light. The second is the spacing of the plants. And the third is the amount of fertilizer. I'm presuming that you water them because they're growing. But but those other three things are what you need to worry about. The good news is that even for Hattiesburg, if you start again right now, you won't have any problem growing tomatoes in time for transplant. If you're growing them, of course, for a greenhouse project, I'm going to suggest that these are not going to be particularly happy and healthy. And if you wanted to pick some of them and cut them back and try and encourage them, that might work. But the problem with starting with that many plants that are not great is that it leads to problems later on. Good for you, though. Thanks, Bobby. I'm glad somebody's already starting their tomatoes. I love it. Let's see. Brett wants to know if he can seed clover in the lawn for the coming spring. Probably want to just stick to the edges. What we find is because clover spreads so quickly and it can take over lawn areas even when you didn't intend it to, we we do find that it's lovely to have a little bit but a whole lot is a problem. So if you're going to seed some clover around a lawn, I love it for the fact that there will be flowers for the pollinators. Uh, that's great. But I would stick to the edges. I wouldn't actually go out and overseed with it. I, I think that would be a much harder thing to deal with than you think. <laughs> Y'all are so funny. <laughs> yeah. We love those llamas. We do love llamas. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Ooh, talking about Monstera. Someone else asked me, um, I have a couple of big leaf plants like that at my house. And, the, yes, the leaves do get dirty sometimes. But, no, I don't use leaf cleaner. All you need is a little bit of water and a little bit of a soft rag. And if you find that that doesn't do enough good for them, Spray some water on the leaf and leave it. Sometimes that helps. If for some reason they're so dusty that that doesn't work, yeah, I've seen people use a little bit of milk on a on a rag to to, to clean them up or make them shine a little bit. I'm really not in favor of that, but I but I know it's done, so I'm not going to pretend like it isn't. <laughs> really, they don't need to be they don't need to be washed. They need to be rinsed. <laughs> That's probably a better one. Let's see. Um, Good idea. Chris says keep the light about an inch above the plant and adjust it with growth. You absolutely have to keep it moving. Keep it, you know, you don't want to burn the the plants by keeping the light too close to them. And you're absolutely right. The the length and the duration, the brightness and the duration are accompanied by the position of the lights over the tomato plants or whatever seedlings you're starting. That is for true. Oh my goodness. Yes. Ray and Clinton um has finally had a an opportunity to burn some of his trash, trash limbs and stuff, not like household trash. And the 
the ashes will be a really good choice where the stumps were ground years ago and then the yard has some some areas in it. You can put it on the yard as a deep as an inch, no more than that in one year, but you can certainly dump it in the bottom of those stumps and, and work it into the soil that's there, no problem. Jim's in Laurel. Hey, Jim. Hey, Garden Mama. I don't know if my daughter ever sent you those pictures I have, of those two I haven't seen them, but I haven't seen oh, them, but hey. I'll keep looking. No, well, I'm a good. I told her send them to Mama on the air. Yeah, There's no the. There's no the in there. It's just Mama on air. Mm-hmm. Just Mama on air, and let it go at that. At Yahoo.com. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about some roses. Mm-hmm. Uh, his get water time now. How do I? I've never had no problem with these roses in the wintertime. This one don't look too good, and I want to do something to it. What can I do to it to keep the winter from giving it a hard time? Mm, there's not really much to do right now. You can certainly, if there's if there's lousy leaves that have fallen off, you can get them raked up and replace the mulch around the bottom of the plant. You can certainly cut off any old flowers that are still there, but it's it's only, believe it or not, it's only a few weeks until February and time to actually prune the roses. My concern is that if we prune them right now, we will end up with we'll end up with stuff that gets frozen in January. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> yeah, not three foot tall, mm-hmm. and I got I got my oak leaves packed up around the base of it. Okay. Well, and that's really about the only thing to do is keep it mulched and get ready to prune it come February because we do do that on even on a three foot tall when we have to prune it back a little bit to get that new growth to start up in the springtime. Yes, ma'am. My, these are my mother's roses. They died out. They were they were fifteen foot tall. I had them on a lattice, and they died back. And this is a new growth coming up. But it had to come from that tree there, that bush there, because I didn't plant them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you for keeping them going. That's wonderful. Lord, Mama, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate that. It's wonderful when we can keep the roses going from our family. And and the good news is that most of them can be propagated and or found again if we aren't able to keep them. So that's nice. Really fun stuff today. Red is still getting getting a, uh, a half gallon of cherry tomatoes every day or every week from his his plants. I'm I'm not exactly jealous, but it's getting close to jealous. <laughs> we got lots of things to talk about. I'm glad you're here. Stick around. This is the Garden Mama Show. It's lovely weather, so you ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather, for we stay right together with you. That's right. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy all week. Like the birds of the feather would be Let's take the rub before us and sing a chorus or two Come on, it's lovely weather, boys, we right together It's a big job keeping a whole planet fed. More American producers are turning to the fuel that gives them the power to do it. Propane. With lower costs, cleaner emissions, and greater reliability, propane can do more around your operation better than any other fuel. And with an abundant supply made right here in the U.S., you're helping America stay energy independent. We've got a world to feed, so let's get to work in a clean energy revolution. Energy for everyone. 
Propane. For more information, visit MSPropane.com. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. A lot of businesses are losing opportunities to get new customers if they're not online. With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. The highly trained and trusted team at Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to S. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop opt out. Minimum purchase required. Interest accrues from date of purchase but is waived if paid within promotional period. Go to windowappointmentnow.com for full offer details. Attention all homeowners. Do you know to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? Fog between the glass? Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson. And right now, you can save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. Just text HOT to 200-300 for your free consultation on top quality affordable windows or patio doors for $0 down, zero payments, and zero interest for a year. That's right. You don't pay a dime for an entire year. Text HOT to 200-300 right now to save $375 off every window and $750 off every door. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text HOT to 200-300. Don't wait. Text the word HOT to 200-300. Text HOT to 200-300. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. Make this a genuine Mississippi Christmas. Shop local at the Genuine Mississippi store inside the Mississippi Farmer's Market on High Street in Jackson, Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and Saturdays, 8 to 1. We've got something special for everyone on your list, a wide array of specialty foods, candles, jewelry, leather products, and so much more crafted right here in Mississippi. And Merry Christmas to you from Genuine Mississippi. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down. Pero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad. 
uh, there's nothing rich isn't going to try to grow there in Kentwood. And he's got pomegranates. He doesn't know the story. For those of you who've been with me for a while, I don't think Rich will know the story about me and my pomegranate trees. <laughs> These, They say that if you talk to your plants, they will do better for you. Okay. Well, this tree was not responding to kindness and good encouragement and fertilizer and water and whatnot. So I started cussing at it. And yes, I did. I said, if you don't make a pomegranate this year, I'm cutting you down. This was after about six years. So it made four that year, made three the next year, made 10 the next year, and then it quit altogether. So I had to take out my cussing again and start over again. And do you know the tree just up and died? It literally up and died. So I did not have good success with pomegranates, and I hope you will have better, Rich. They are beautiful trees, beautiful fruit, and not that hard to grow. I just didn't have the right, I don't know, I didn't have the right whatever, the right cuss words or the right whatever it was. There are... They're not as easy to grow as people say, but they are just beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Let's see. In um, Oh, John, this is very cool. You got some sagos. Uh, you know, I might not put them out right this minute because we, we're we looking at unpredictable weather across December. Uh, but the thing, what we talk about all the time is that any time between the last part of October and the beginning of March is a really great time to plant trees and shrubs in the south. So I'm going to wait just a little while on sago palms just because, not because I think they'll have any problems, but because I think the soil will be in better condition and I think they may begin to grow and get established a little quicker. They look pretty happy in those containers. I would leave them there for the time being. Very nice though. Good choice in plants too. You know, sagos are really delightful. They are the geometry of them as well as the bright dark colors are are powerful and really fun to have. If you're with us at supertalk.tv, those are Rich's pomegranates. They are not mine. <laughs> they are definitely not mine. I have, um, by the way, talking to Robert and Ripley about his uh, the, the irises in his family, the, the breeders and whatnot, I, I'm I got to tell you, I think I found his grandfather <laughs> in the Google machine. <laughs> I'll work on that. But there, I, and there are a couple of these irises that I do know. I, I've seen them in people's gardens and didn't have any, you know, I didn't have any idea what the, the name of them were. But um, this is a late season bloomer. This is a white with light yellow haft and beard, and it quite could easily be one of the developments from the Susie that that he he bred for his sister in law. So I love that. It's I know it's a mystery. It's plants and their mysteries. Goodness gracious! Talk about mysteries. Isn't it weird how so many things have a, a dilemma built into them? The question is not always. What to do about it that's, can I do anything about it, all right? For example, marine aquarium trade is something that we depend upon not only for making people more aware of what's in the marine life that we need to protect or conserve and sometimes exploit appropriately, but it's also a valuable source of income for many, many communities to make sure that there's a whole bunch of these fish, take some of them, put them into the marine trade. It turns out that more than 2 billion, 55 million marine organisms, okay, worth more than $2 billion 
are in this particular trade. So it's valuable in terms of global fisheries as well as the economics of particular communities. The question is, it, it is if you think about the biggest global fishery, for example, is usually considered to be tuna. This is that big, and this is everything. This is all the marine aquatic creatures, 8,000 retailers, probably more than 5 million hobbyists who collect aquarium specimens and whatnot. It's really interesting. When people are not able to have more space, they oftentimes go to keeping fish because you can keep fish in a smaller space and you don't have to walk them and you know you don't have to worry about them in, in bad weather. But interestingly enough, what we're lurking, learning now from this particular set of studies from the University of Portsmouth is that we know the ecosystems are very important, but how important? Well, 25% of all known marine species, all of them, including the high-value fish, including the organisms we don't even think about, are found on coral reefs. And we get back to coral reefs every time because in order to have these things be, be sustainable, we got to measure all the factors. And the marine um, organisms trade is part of it. We, this is the dilemma. There's always a stress on key habitats when we're harvesting. And at the same time, if we're harvesting and it stimulates enthusiasm for the preservation of the species and makes money for the community, and they in turn get some tourism because of it, all of that works together. So we have to maintain it at a sustainable level is what they're talking about from the University of Portsmouth in order to address that particular dilemma. Interestingly enough, there's another dilemma set up for us. We, As we move into a greater set of urban environments nationwide, and worldwide particularly, we understand that some of that can be a threat to diversity. But as it turns out, pollinators prefer a greater range of plants. So they will be more likely to be active and they will stay more active. In the, for, for example, if you're growing vegetables in the urban environment, you're going to see more pollinating insects than if you're growing them out in the other environment because they have so many other things to feed on. I think that's pretty interesting. But it is a dilemma. We don't think of urban sprawl, for example, as something that's going to be good for us. Well, they're just lovely. I love that. Um, one of my favorite plants to propagate, John, in Ridgeland is Sago, Sago Palm. I, one of the reveals, you know, when the babies are around the base of it is just so dramatic because one day they're not there and the next day they're as big as a golf ball. It's crazy, beautiful plants. Just beautiful. Let's see now. Um, a few sweet potatoes. <laughs> She's right. <laughs> oh, Mary, I hadn't thought about this in a while. But, yes, people do, if, when we're talking about fruit trees and things that we're trying to get to produce and grow better, we often hear about the the corporal punishment of our trees now. She says, roll up the newspaper and smack the trunk to get them to grow. That is, in fact, real. It's not, it's not a joke, and it, and it does sometimes work. For example, you planted four crepe myrtles 10 years ago. One of them has never bloomed right. That's the tree to go out and smack on the trunk with your newspaper or some other rolled up form. Not, you don't want to cut into it, but you're trying to, what you're trying to do is to adjust its oxen flow, or shall we maybe readjust. 
the idea being that because stress does that. You know how when you have a rose that hasn't bloomed and it's a climber, you take it and pull that cane down and then send it back up? That changes the oxen flow in the, that, that cane, in that stem. And that's what can often create a situation where we, we can make things bloom. You're absolutely right, Mary. It's a great one. Great, great tip. Oh, the artichokes. My goodness. I just, I feel like he's just teasing me. <laughs> um, oh, one more from Rhett this morning. The answer is no. So let's just leave it at that. <laughs> no, we have a list of things that we do not compost and that we do not use unless we happen to have the system that's going to get to 200 degrees to denutralize, to neutralize the problems. But it, when it comes to dog poop and cat poop, we, I, I'm not ever in favor of incorporating them into the garden. I just I'm, I, I realize that it gets done, I, and, I, and if you have an area where you can put it and it can be left there for a long period of time without being disturbed by other animals, that's fine. But in terms of putting it into your compost or using it in that way, I'm not for it. I don't I don't think I can get it clean enough. Interestingly enough, I um. You know, people that don't like Brussels sprouts, Rich, I got to say, I, I just I just don't know if I can. I just don't know. <laughs> Those are so pretty. <laughs> Betty's in Columbia about sago palms. Hey, Betty, thanks for calling. Uh, yes, ma'am. I just want to say it was kind of mystery to me on my sago palms. They're old. But uh, we've had a 25 degree. We've had two 32 degrees. And mine's as green as they can see. That's something. I mean, when they get adjusted, they are happy, you know. <laughs> and in Colombia, it's not it's not that common. So they're they're do. I'm great. I'm glad that they were able to do great for you because that's not y'all's usual temperatures. <laughs> and um, I left my baby ones around it and let it grow up because I don't like the the mama. Uh-huh. I didn't like the trunk. I didn't I like the trunk. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. just let the keep the baby ones grow up around it, and, and it's it's prettier to me. I bet it's gorgeous. There, are, I've seen well, somewhere I'm, that where the whole thing just goes into a clump, and it is so pretty. It, it's it's okay. like geometrically one of the most interesting plants. Yeah. But the only thing I don't like about them is they are sticky. You know, I think oh they yeah, can you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> you, you, that's why I guess that's what keeps the things that might eat them away from them. But it definitely makes it a little more difficult to work with them. I can see why you would have yeah, left the babies there. <laughs> Yeah. Say hey I to everybody. Yes, ma'am. One more thing, real quick. Sure. How do you uh, how do you uh, get a sasanqua to root? A friend of mine wants one of mine. Oh, so what's the best way? The either the semi hard wood in about March. You know, they they start growing after they bloom, and then the, the new growth gets a little bit harder. It's not it doesn't snap off yet, but it's not so green. Those will root, and you can also air layer them if you like putting that, putting the sphagnum, or you know, making a cut on the stem and putting the sphagnum around it to tie up to to root it on the plant. Either one of those works. If you've got a long branch, you can lay it down in a trench, and Sasanqua will root that way too. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy Say, the show. Thank you very much. Say hey to everybody in Columbia for me. Merry Christmas to y'all. That you know, it's a, Sasanqua is a wonderful plant, and it's a good example of something that, depending on how 
righteous we've been about pruning it on an annual basis, which we should do, but we don't necessarily do. When we end up with those long things that we just don't know what to do with, sometimes that's the perfect one to layer because it'll still be, it'll be almost laying down because we haven't pruned the tree. And if we move it over and root one, then we've got something else to remove at the same time that we're taking off that low-hanging branch. But it's also true that in the after the plants start growing, which is usually February, March, they'll get a little bit greenish new growth. You know, it'll be tender. But after that, it's not so tender. And you can literally root those tip cuttings pretty easily, March or April, somewhere in there. Really, really pretty nasturtium. I love nasturtiums. I don't think we grow them enough because we don't we don't really treat them as an overwintering annual, which is probably their best time. And because they are a trailing plant, they can be a little bit damaged by weather that wouldn't bother, say, pansies or something like that. But nasturtiums do make a really beautiful show, and I love the fact that because their leaves are round, they're so different from everything else that's around, um, you know. Uh, yes, that's true, Rich. Thank you very much. He agrees with me in my my approach to some manures. I'm not going to tell you that there's that manure is a wonderful, wonderful resource, but it's n- not large mammal manure until we get to cows. <laughs> okay, most of the chickens and bunnies are my preference, and those both make plenty and really good stuff. The manure conversation though does go on, and I'm always happy to have it. I have in my list of things that I put into my potting mixes, I do put in manure if the the plant, if the pot is going to stay outside all year. If it's not, I will substitute another round of compost or a little bit of ground bark or something like that. This is my generally my mix that will grow almost anything, and I'm, I do think compost is important, but you can get it from other places if you don't want to encourage, for example, Sometimes it can be a source for those the gnats that get in the house. You know, people will talk about those the the soil gnats, and sometimes not usually, but sometimes that can be a source of that problem. And I just as soon not do it anyway because the compost can get too wet sometimes. <laughs> well, Rich, I don't, I can't say that I disagree with you. Although there are lots of other people with different opinions. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh well, how fun. I, I have not. I've been rude today. I've only let Lance speak like twice, but um, that's because we've been kind of busy over on this side. Guess what, though? This is his song. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be back.
Nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. Are customers able to find you online? With the power of Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital, you can reach potential customers and get more referral and repeat business. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted staff is ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact... Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. Jamie Creel, Shelter Insurance. Come see why we're more than just an agent. Proudly serving the Jackson metro area and the great state of Mississippi. Give us a call at 601-992-6000. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Brighten the coming fall days and spice up your porch with the magnificent colors of cushion mums in bud and bloom. Lakeland has them. While you're there, be sure to check out the large selection of tropical plants and citrus trees for your sunroom, too. And don't forget to pick up winterizer for your lawn. Fall feeding promotes deep root growth and helps your lawn weather the winter. Listen to your mama now. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden Center. Lakeland Drive and Airport Road. COVID-19 has cast a spotlight on the stark inequalities that drive poverty. The poorest communities in the U.S. and around the world are suffering the most. Oxfam believes we can put systems in place to protect health and livelihoods in the future if we work together with dignity and compassion. Learn how you can help offer safety to the most vulnerable and fight for a more resilient future at OxfamAmerica.org. Sponsored by Oxfam America. Quality vehicles, affordable prices. Pinnacle. This just in from Pinnacle Motors. Now for a limited time, all in-stock Ed Sheds are 20% off. That's right, 20% off. Now for a limited time, all in-stock Ed Sheds are 20% off. Need that new shed, building, or cardboard? Now for a limited time, all in-stock Ed Sheds are 20% off. Now back to our regular programming. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine has that car, truck, or SUV and trailer for all your needs. Online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Last minute shopping, Ulta Beauty has everything I need for everyone on my list. Ready to gift fragrance kits from YSL and Valentino. And the hottest gift sets from MAC, Tarte, and Lancome. Plus, everyone loves an Ulta Beauty gift card. Shop last minute gifts that will bring joy to everyone on your list. Hurry in store or place your online pickup order today. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful.
if you're not watching at supertalk.tv, you can't see us two-stepping around the studio, so you should be joining us this morning. Such fun. That's a good one. I hadn't heard that in a long time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Guess what? I don't know if you want to know this or not, but crazily enough, mice see themselves in a mirror kind of like we do. Now, how do I know this? Well, I know this because there's a report coming to us from Cell Press that tells us about it. And here's the deal. They're talking about the neurons in the hippocampus hippocampus of mammal brains that are involved in both developing and storing our self-image. I bring this to you because whenever we talk about anthropomorphism, that is to say giving human qualities to animals we that are not not humans, you know, other things like, oh, I don't know, ratatouille, you know, all kinds of – and we've all seen other crazy things that, that – People have let us to see about mice in New York City and, you know, the things that they steal and one thing and another. But this is the most charming thing that I have ever imagined. And I can tell you exactly how they determined that the mice can see themselves in the mirror. They're as obsessed as some of us are. When the researchers marked the foreheads of solid black mice with a white dot, guess what they did? They spent more time in front of the mirror trying to get the white spot off. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying this was nice to the mice. I, I'm not. I'm sure it was very disturbing to the the mice. But but it tells us that they know themselves as individuals, which undoubtedly we some of us actually believed. But now we have proof of it. Researchers usually examine how the brain encodes or recognizes others, but we don't actually pay much attention about self information or about that sort of reflection of ourselves. They did it. And in fact, in this case of the dollop of ink on their foreheads, they not only noticed it, but they sort of obsessed about it, tried to get tried to get that thing off of them. Isn't that interesting? I, there's probably a Pixar movie in there somewhere. I don't know exactly. Been talking today about the durable plastic pollution and these these things that we have really had a tough time figuring out how to take care of. I'm glad to let you know that. The world is part is aware of the plastic problem, and so many things are working on it. But finding this new catalyst makes a big difference in the way that we're able to actually do something about it. I think this is very, very smart work. However, they have worked it towards, in in other words, they went around the horn to try and get there because it's not an easy thing to understand or how to figure out. But it's important. I have a little piece of information for you today that comes from literally labs that I can't imagine going to. The University of Constance is allowing psychologists to use an EEG to research what games do to our brains. In other words, we're playing chess or we're playing some other other game, a board game or a video game or some other thing, and they're going to tell us, are we strangers who are – are we able to synchronize our efforts to get there – and when or do we not? How do we play together is the big question. If we don't know each other and we haven't formed a team yet, how do we get there? How do we do that? Well, in case y'all wondered what the most logical place to do that is, it's Pac-Man. Not Ms. Pac-Man. I don't, I don't want to say they were sexist, but they gave us Pac-Man. And in fact, of course, Plenty of people have played this game, but the opportunity to put in 
a concealer of the path meant that only one of the two players could see where Pac-Man is going. That means that the active player can communicate the direction, but only if they agree to do that. So this is how we play together. We Sometimes we do get along, sometimes we agree, and sometimes we withhold. And it doesn't form a team, and neither one of us does as well as if we play together. How do we know this? Because we did, we, we played Pac-Man, right? Oh, my goodness. Andy, how the, how's everything, Andy? Um, and, and it is funny when a cat sees himself and realizes it's not another cat. Sometimes when dogs can be a lot more friendly about it. They just look, figure it's another dog and move on. But cats will often attack the mirror. Um, for a time, I was so amused by this that I would put mirrors in my garden in places just to see what happened. <laughs> Yeah, Hawk was up here with me last night, and uh, he saw himself in a big window, and he was impressed with himself. Was he? Yeah, was he very? He like, Man, I'm looking good. Why am I not yeah, surprised? Yeah, yeah. He was pointing at himself. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm handsome. This is great. Well, it turns out that wasps that recognize faces cooperate more. They play together better than the ones that don't. And indeed, our conclusion as people in the science realm is that that makes them smarter because they're able to engage, because they're able to communicate. What do you think? Is that true? It's another study out of Cornell and one that I'm particularly interested in. The southern paper wasps have very red patterns of color on their faces, but the northern ones have black and yellow patterns. As you go farther north, you find that the individuals become more, they, they don't look as much alike, and indeed, they don't necessarily get along together. They don't recognize one another, whereas the paper wasps who form the, the nest inside of the window at my house so that the cats have something to be amuse themselves looking at are exactly the same, and they all know one another. Their level of aggression is quite different. When they first meet, of course, even if they have are the same type, there's a little bit of biting and slapping and carrying on. But the northern population were more aggressive to stranger wasps than they were to the ones that they had already met. Isn't that interesting? You wouldn't think necessarily. Now, obviously, they're different because they, they live in different parts of the country, but you would not necessarily think that these things would cause them to be more aggressive or less. But if you think about the ways that we do or do not play together, that might be part of the indicator. One more on this subject. Who went to Michigan State University, besides my relatives, who spent 35 years doing surveillance mm -hmm, on spotted hyenas? That's right. Spotted hyenas are much more convivial. They are much more likely to get to know one another. They are friendlier than other hyenas. Guess what? They learn to trust each other. These are the hyenas that form a mob, not the ones that are solitary. There's no lone hyena out here. It's the mob that actually goes and acts, which is very different from other things. If hyenas say hello to one another, they're much more likely to get together and find something that you wouldn't necessarily want them to be doing, but they, they, they would enjoy very much. The spotted hyenas are social creatures. They have complex structures, and indeed, they are they, they team up against a common foe, much in the same way that we do. it's uh, They build up relationships over time, and in this case, 35 years. They've been studying these things and have found out that, indeed, it is a little bit, it's different. Spotted hyenas are friendlier. They get together, and then they will join together to take on others. That's how they play. How do we play? How do you play? 
Do you play better in a team? Do you play better waiting to see if somebody comes along that, that you like? Hmm, I don't know. It's a, it's a very big measure, but it's one that I'm happy that they're taking care of. So many things to do this week. I trust that you will see some friends, spread some love, share some, some peace and good tidings for a great joy. And in fact, think ahead to next Saturday because we'll be right here with the Garden Mama Show. The Garden Mama Show is a production of Super Talk Mississippi Media. Download past episodes at supertalk.fm and contact Garden Mama anytime at mamaonair at yahoo.com. Thanks for choosing the Garden Mama Show. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there's Superior Catfish. Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game. Now, the ball is in my court. Thanks to treating my skin and joints with Sky Rizzi. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection for adults. Sky Rizzi helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With Sky Rizzi, there's nothing like clearer skin and better movement, and that means everything. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.